This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This week on RVER, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Hey, Chief, we got a damaged RV on its way to the OR. Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of RV surgery. (laughs) Wait, are you promoting me? Congrats, Martinez. Doctor, that RV's flatlining! Well, that sounds like a job for the new head of nursing. So you're just promoting everyone now? Yeah, kind of looks that way, doesn't it? When your RV really needs saving, Progressive has you covered. See if you could save with a leader in RV insurance. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates covered subject to policy terms. Welcome to episode two of That Millwall Podcast. Today we'll be talking about some of the transfers, some confirmed deals, but also rumoured deals that could happen in and around the den in the next week or so. Uh, let's start off with Omar. How are you doing today, mate? I'm all right, Kai, mate. Thanks for introducing the show, pal. Not too bad at all. Good going. Thank you very much, mate. Also joined by, obviously, host Mickey. How are you? I'm all right, fella. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm all good. I'm all good. It was a, it was a good introduction. Next time, just a bit more energy, please. Okay, yeah, no worries. I'll, I'll work on that. <laughs> and obviously, Joe, regular regular appearance, well, appearance on, on the show. How are you? Do you? Was it? That's not the Mickey. Isn't it, uh, what are you? I don't know what he was trying to say. Yeah, I'm, what are you? I'm, I'm, he said, what are you? He what said, you? what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pass that to Omar. I think he'll probably be better than me for the rest of the show. So That's all right, mate. Thank <laughs> you very much. And well done to Kai. Next time, we'll, um, we'll we'll dust up on it, mate. I'm sure you get better, right? But as Kai mentioned, guys, we're looking into a bit of a ramble today, but I think to talk all things signings. I mean, we've all got smiles on our face. Who do we start with first for our first signing, lads? I think we'll start with, obviously, with Fleming. And then, Kai, I'll bring it straight back to you, actually, because, you know, you're still a bit flustered. Sean, what's his name? Zion, Sean, Zion, have we decided, decided yet? Gary called him Zion, didn't he? Yeah. Zion, 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 Fleming. Zion Fleming. I think it's basically Ian in Dutch, isn't it? That's yeah. it. So, so Kai, Zion Fleming's joined from Fortuna Sittard, club record transfer, it's not been confirmed how much. I saw 1.7, I saw 2, yeah. I saw 2.2, 2. 1.7 million pounds. So what do you make of the signing of Zian Fleming from Fortuna Sittar from the Odeviso? No, absolutely buzzing with it. Um, you know, we, we really needed a replacement for Jed and we're like, we got it pretty quickly. I mean, you know, we were all gutted when Jed left and we, you know, gutted with the with the news and gutted maybe how the how it started. I can see Mickey's putting faces there. Um, but, but we're, we're just, the start of the chance. confused. Jed who? We were we were gutted with the start of the transfer window. I think, like obviously, we was heard that Sir Jed was leaving early. Pardon, Sir Jed, wasn't it? You used to call him Sir, Sir, yeah, Sir Jed, Sir Jed. Well, he did like my post, my leaving post, so I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> um, no, but you know, Zach Lovelace leaving as well. 
So it was a bit of a sticky start to the trance window. I felt like we, we were not really making any tracks. But Gary Rout was very smug in his first interview uh, back from pre-season. And we can see why now. That is a fantastic signing. I think it's, what was it last year? I think 10 goals, five assists, I think, in 27 appearances last year. Basically carried uh, four assists. Carried Fortuna Sittard to the um, to you know stay up. They were struggling in January. I think we tried to go in for him. They didn't. Well, they blocked a move. They wanted all their star player to stay, and we've managed to get him in the summer. We've tracked him for about eighteen months. I think they said. I think Gary said. Um, we finally got our man. So yeah, well done to Millwall on that one. That's a superb sign. I can't wait to see him. You know, in a couple of weeks in the preseason, and obviously first game at home as well. I agree. Absolutely. I think. Um, sorry, one second, Mickey. I'll bring you in in a second, mate. Um, but I think he said in the interview with the club channel, he said that they pursued him for eighteen months as well. Uh, Seeing Fleming. So, go on, Mickey. What were you going to say, pal? I think it's brilliant. We've got we've got one non-club legend out the door, and we've got another club legend who's joining us. Who's that much of a club legend? They basically put his photo in the museum when he left. Um, so I think it's good times ahead for a young player who seems to have good good form. And as I said a minute ago, Jed, Jed who? I'm, I have no idea who the non-club legend is you're referring to anyway, because we don't talk about that anymore anyway, or if he's a legend or not. And we don't talk about his name either anymore either. So, uh, Joe, what do you make of Zian Fleming joining, mate? And obviously, we don't really know what to expect. We see he's obviously scored goals in a top Dutch division, but what's your kind of initial hopes going into it, mate? First of all, I like to refer to him as, as Zion. I love that song by Bob Marley, you know, Iron, Lion, Zion. I can just no. see that. I can hear that at, at, at Millwall, you know, before uh, at warm-up, before kickoff, you know, and everyone's sort of singing, singing along to it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm absolutely buzzing. I mean, there's been a lot of signs, which we'll obviously talk about shortly, but that particular signing, I'm very, very, very happy about. I mean, he's, signed, he's someone who we, we don't, we, we never had it Mill before. You know, he seems like he's almost like a level, not two levels above the type of calibre of players we will normally attract. I mean, he's good on the eye. You know, he's got great feet, great touch, good positional sense, scores goals, creates goals, great set pieces, good in the air, left foot, right foot, can shoot, you know, tap-ins, he can shoot from outside the box. He's just a complete player. I mean, I think you could play him any position and he'll do, do a fantastic job for you. I mean, personally, I'll see him as a, as a cam, as, a, as a, an attacking midfielder, but there's talk on social media and whatnot that he, he may be operating in a, in a more kind of striker role, given the amount of midfielders that we, we've got coming in at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually over the moon and buzzing, and um, I'm uh, can't wait to sort of see him in a middle shirt and uh, see him see him play for us. I can see him operating maybe in like a attacking midfield position. I think he said also that's his possessed best position, but I can see him. It depends how right wants to go about things. But if we're linked, we'll talk about trans speculation maybe later on in the show. But we've also linked with another striker today. Um, and if we was to go for the two up front and then have a number ten in there, I think Fleming said that's his best position as well, and he loves to be in the middle of the park. And it seems like he's the kind of player that likes to get in the box, late arrivals as such as well. And a lot of his goals he scored were similar to that as well. And like you say, obviously both footed as well. So. It should be interesting, I think. I mean, we'll talk about formation, I guess, in a bit, Joe, but do you see, obviously, the back five maybe pursuing and obviously then, in that case, two midfielders, maybe a 10 and then a sh- two strikers? Or what's your kind of guy instinct on that? Well, again, just hearing what everyone's sort of talking about on social media, really. I mean, yeah, the amount of players we brought we brought in over the transfer window and, and players we're still looking to bring in, they're all kind of midfielders and attacking players, which is what we wanted initially at the very, very start. But when you start bringing all these players in, you start thinking to yourself, well... How are we actually going to pick a team? How are we going to put these players in their position? I mean, you know, we'll, we'll come to George Honeyman in, in a second, but again, he's a very similar player um, to uh, to Fleming in in that he's a kind of a midfielder, central midfielder, plays an attacking midfielder, um, you know, and and you kind of want to piece everyone in the position that you're going to get them to be most effective, um, but and, and therefore, obviously, everyone's looking at playing a black four to to play more outfield and more attacking players, but. I just can't see Gary Rowett changing his formation. Um, not because he's stubborn, but I think he he wants to work this formation. He's picked these players in to kind of play in the, in, in the formation. And it might mean with five substitutes next season that we're allowed to, to play with, he's utilising the bench a bit better by having the likes of Honeyman available, you know, Fleming um, and a few others that we've got there to sort of come in and kind of change games maybe. So it'll be interesting to see what what um, what he starts with. But my gut feel is that he'll he'll go with five. Um, about to ask your question, Omar. 
I think he will because um, he actually done an article with News at Den in an interview and he says um, he was asked about the formation and obviously the signings were making and stuff. Um, he went, we found a system that really that we really think works for us, but we've got to improve to stay where we are. There's teams that have one promotion from this division playing a five. There's teams who've won the Champions League playing a five and there's teams who've also won the World Cup playing a five. So he's obviously bigging out quite a bit there and this is actually his mm-hmm. words as well. And he went, it's how you play that five and our challenge is to improve it. We're always flexible to change. Last season, we played 5-2-1-2 a lot more. So we had a, a tweak, tweak on the 5-2-3 system. We flipped to a four in different games to chase it. You start off with the basics and of what you want to do, which I think will, we will be a five. But we that what we need to what we need is more options within that five so we can change during games. So it's interesting, I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll talk more about formations in weeks to come. But Mickey, I think it's, you know, nonetheless, like Fleming coming in, fits maybe into the kind of mould of, you know, is he a Jed replacement? I know we said we're not going to say Jed's name, but or do you, I think he's maybe a different type of player to Jed personally, but his end product seems to be there anyway, mate. No, I agree. By the way, well done to you, Joe, for uh, getting in a pride, um, you know, remark, um, saying he's good on the eye. That was that was a, a, a nice tick box there. For <laughs> <laughs> Easy on the eyes of football time. Yeah. Yeah, keep, 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 keeping us, keeping us, keeping us. I was and everything else, keeping everyone involved. That's great. Um, I think, I think possibly if you read between the lines, I think that the, the man who shall not be named um, is a great player. He's not a premiership player, but I think he's a great player. Um, and I think that possibly Fleming is, if everything around him and the hype and s- listening to what a few of the, the Dutch supporters have said about him and everything else, he seems potentially a better player. So, you know, it sort of makes it a little bit easier when it hasn't cost us the earth to get him. Um, the only worry you've got is can he do it in the championship? Um, but he does seem does seem a, a, an arrogant, cocky fella. Um, and he seems to be proper on it. So hopefully um, he can provide the game and, and, and get us there. So, yeah, I've got all faith in the world that potentially we're looking at 2025 20, goals from him this season, including assists. No pressure. <laughs> and also going back sorry, sorry. Also going back to what you said a minute ago, Joe, I think potentially what we need to do is um start a campaign that if he scores, instead of doing the um the let him come down bit, we should have just a sample of iron Zion line. When he scores, yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, as far as imitating there, his celebration is actually Nate Diaz kind of inspired. I did that Saturday. Yeah, I mean, so, the yeah. site of the arrival of our Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> also, just going back to your um, your point, then, Mickey, very quickly. Um, he, he's not like Jed. I, mean, I think they're very different players. But the man who can't be named. Exactly, but I think Rowett's got this formation in his head. He knows what works. And the man that, that can't copy name was playing this role behind the back, the front two. And I almost feel that he was trying to convert Jed into this player, into this yeah, position. Totally agree. Whereas yeah. I think Fleming is more suited to that position. So yeah, in some totally ways, agree. call it a bit of arrogance, call it a bit of you know, being a bit cocksure. But I don't think the route was too sorry to see Jed go, knowing damn well that the player that I'm going to come, want, want to bring in He's actually going to do a better job for the team in the position that I want to, him to play in, which is going to be also, very with my Jed. Also, what he wants to play is more of a European style of football than a UK style of football. So we've had this discussion before where, you know, are UK footballers really designed for this continental style of play where we're now bringing in a player who will be used to playing that continental play and it'll be... But if you look at the coaching videos, what Gary's done online... It looks as if, if if he plans the way it should, it really works. You know, the style of football what he's obviously trying to make work at Millwall. Um, you understand the technique around it, and if he can get it to work, then it's it, it will work. I just um, the pessimism in me always is kind of there. So let's let's let him play some games first. I'm optimistic, but I feel like when everyone's going above the the, the above the station, so to speak, I'm like. We've not even seen him put a shirt on yet, lads. Let's 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 let him play at least one game, please. Because I'm thinking to myself, you know what's going to happen. We hype this up. We played Darwin in a pre-season friendly, and 
you know what's going to happen. Something's going to happen to him. He's going to get injured or something stupid. I'm, I'm very hopeful for him. You said it. You jinxed it now. Well, you? every, but, every yeah. fucker's going to come up. You said he's going to score yeah. 25 goals this season. I mean, <laughs> the, question is, the question is, can he do it on a cold Tuesday night in Stoke? Literally, the analogy I was going to use as well. Can he do it on a cold Tuesday no. night in Stoke? Can he? We, we shall see. I tell you what, yeah. though, the one side I'm actually I'm pleased for Fleming. I think it, it could be good. I, I can't claim to see a lot of him, but I've seen, we've all seen the highlight reels. But I'm really pleased with the sign of George Honeyman. I mean, I mm. think he described himself as a all action midfielder. He likes to do a bit of everything. I think I could see him fitting into the midfield too. Maybe with George Savile. Maybe with Billy Mitchell. That's a debate for another day. Maybe, but. I mean, I'm pleased to see him come in at a player that's played a lot at the championship level and was really high, highly thought of at Sunderland initially when he first broke through, uh, Joe. But I think he's promising to be maybe, I think he'll be, I'm going to say it now, potentially sign of the season. I want to put it out there. So there you go. You, you guys are hyping Fleming. I'm going to go over the top on George Hyman. I think he's I think he's a perfect fit for us from what I've seen when he's played against us in the past. And the fact that Hull really, really seemed to be disappointed that uh, he's gone, you know, it's a bit like... Um, when the man who can't be named left us lots and lots of love and care for, for fans on Twitter. Um, that's the same with, with Honeyman. Do you know what I mean? Um, Thanks, Joe, for um, answering the question, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> I, um, it's interesting. You know, last season, I remember watching Mill at, Hull, at home against Hull, and I was sitting there with, with my lad watching the game, and he was one player that really stood out. And it's not often that a player has looked good an away team player looks good at the dead. I think we had we had this question answer thing. Who are you, Mickey? Didn't we with uh, Kai and I doing it the other the other week? And uh, one of the questions I think you asked was like, who's the best player you've seen down there? Who's the worst player? And he was certainly one player that really stood out last season. I remember sort of looking at him thinking, bloody hell, he's he's a player, isn't he? And Even I remember Gary, his, Gary yeah. said that on his on his island on recast on the yeah. recast interview. He said, hey, mate, yeah. and he and he just just the way he performed, like he, he had tenacity yeah about him he, he was he was everywhere he was a pest you know I can't remember who was trying to mark him at the time I think it was Malone or or, or Murray Wallace was struggling with a little bit and he was kind of cutting he was playing on the right side he was kind of cutting in and almost kind of roaming around and I'm pretty sure he either scored or got an assist or something that that day but I just thought what a player and of course when we heard I heard that we, we weren't going in for him I was secretly quite quite happy inside um interesting I put something out on um, on Twitter the, the other day just asking a few um Whole city blogs. What's what's their thoughts on, on honeyman? And um, the uh, the likes of whole city blog come back to me. It's really actually very very quickly. Um, he just said um, uh, most of the rest of the last two years he's been absolute class for us. He's got an unreal motor, chips in with goals and assists, got some edge to him. Can be a shit house too. Uh, you boys will love him, and you'll get a bargain and a player at his peak. And he's only 27 years old. And, and, and he scored, he scored both goals, didn't he, against us at their place as well. I yeah, I think he, he got credit for the goal, but it was like a, a, a Ballard's own goal, I'm going to say, almost. It was yeah. like a, he'd, done, he'd done someone... I think he'd done Danny Mack on the on the right-hand side, and then he kind of put a ball into the box, and Ballard then makes it an own goal. I think he gets yeah. deflected in, if you remember oh, the goal. Sure. The first one was a header. I think the second one was a tapping, wasn't it? I'm going I'm 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 to take you for this one. I, I'm, 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 I see my <laughs> memory. We'll settle this after the show and we'll okay. find out who's right. And if whoever's listening in the comments below, I think he got creative with the goal. But I'm telling you now, I think it was a deflected own goal. Um, but he got creative with the goal, I'm going to say. One <laughs> thing to add to that as well. When we will talk about in the past, you know, what is a Millwall player? And you look at all the characteristics you need to be a Millwall player. Doesn't George Honeyman fit that, that bill? Definitely. Yeah. That's why I'm really excited by him, to be honest. Like, yeah. especially where he sat there. Fantastic. Really he's got a fantastic engine. He's got a strong work work rate. He's a very, very passionate player. Gets about the pitch. He loves putting tackles in. You know, can chips in with goals. He's, you know, I just, I, like, like you say, Omar, I, I think he could be signing the season for us. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to sort of seeing him play as well. If you want to know about a bit more about George, um, if you go on our YouTube channel, or again, where you're listening to this on a podcast, the episode before this, or it is on our YouTube channel, uh, I've done an interview with uh, To Hull and Back podcast, who gave us about 20 minutes telling us all about um, why we should be pleased to have him uh, and how he will potentially fit in um, with our team. So, yeah, it's, an in- it's a good insight. And if you haven't listened to it yet, crack over and uh, get involved. But not until obviously you've finished listening to this one. Okay. Uh, uh, finish listening. 
<laughs> I think Mickey's a bit. I think Mickey's. Um, I think Mickey's a bit. Kind of got his knickers in a twist there, and a bit upset at me. So, <laughs> listen, listen, no, 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 no. Listen, today, it's today, today Mickey, it's, all no, it's all love. No, listen, listen. I have not got the. I have not got a problem with you, Omar. We take the piss. We have banner. We have good at goals. I nearly broke your fucking ribs the other day playing football, but we're all good, right? The person who I have got the ump with is the man sitting. If you're watching on YouTube. The man fucking sitting right there who fucking had the audacity to fucking block me oh, no, on his was, mobile phone. That was you know like, what I mean? That was actually my So Kai has blocked Mickey on, on WhatsApp. Oh, and, Kai, no, 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 no. You know the Apple block? Yeah, yeah. blocks the caller. He done that. So every time he texts me and he says, Mick, can you give me a call? Every time I phoned him, he went straight to answer phone. I'm thinking, I swear he's blocked me. Right, and I yeah, thought, oh, he's probably blocked yeah. me over the time he phones you at two o'clock in the morning when he's pissed. But no, it wasn't that. He actually blocked me properly. So every time I was trying to get hold of him, when he asked me to call him, it just kept going to answer phone, and obviously you don't know nothing about it. No, 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 you blocked me. I did not mean to. Shocking. I felt bad about it. I don't know how it happened. I told you how I think it happened. The contacts above me are blocked, and I think I must have blocked you as well. I didn't so, mean to. I was, I was wondering, because the other day, your phone call would not come through, and I'm thinking, what is going on here? I kept telling to you, didn't I? So I mean, it, was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was by accident, I promise you. I would have done that on purpose. I reckon it might be a good notion, you know. I might, I might block Mickey and all, to be fair. I think it's probably a good idea. I don't know. I, we'll, maybe just leave it to twice a week that way. It's all right if I just turn up for the podcast and don't speak to you during the week, Mickey. <laughs> I've got a fucking result being the cunt you've been today. Should we stick it back to George Honeyman? Come on, I was going to say leave it for another day. Um, no, I think we should do them all, mate. Let's speak rest, them all. And then no, I was about Honeyman anyway, sorry. I was going to say, where does he fit into that side? I think he fits in in the two-band midfield with... Billy Mitchell or Sable. I think he gets in straight away as well, I think, Chaps. And I don't know, who do we think is the one's going to drop out out of the, maybe potentially out of the two of Mitchell and Sable? I guess I'll go to you first, Joe. What do you reckon? It's, it's a tough one because if you're, if you're playing two, technically, Routlass playing two defensive midfielders to sit behind the cam player, if you like. But I do think he wants one of them to kind of get forward. I was talking to George Sable and again, that player sponsorship thing in the season and he was telling me about he likes getting forward, but doesn't quite get the license to get forward. Right, doesn't kind of let him get get too forward, but he wants to kind of get in amongst it. But he did say when when there's playing with with uh, Mitchell, sometimes he will try and be the one that kind of gets forward more, and Mitchell's happy to kind of sit behind him. He said. So, with that in mind, would you then say that maybe Savile's role is slightly in in, in jeopardy there, whereas it would allow um, Honeyman to, to do the box to box thing, knowing that. Mitchell will be the disciplined player who will just sit at the back and sit in front of the uh, the, the back three. So it'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, again, it's options. I and mean, with, with a great respect, I'd love to have the problem of who do we start out of Honeyman, Savile and Mitchell, then uh, Mitchell, Savile and Keith or, or um, George Evans or, you know, anyone else that matter. So they, they don't quite inspire me, whereas... You've got some real good quality here. And it's great that we've got a problem on who we're going to pick. You know, it's competition for places in the day, isn't it? I, I don't know where I see it, George yeah. Evans fit into this team. I think at the back if we don't get a centre back. So mm-hmm. this I, is it. Does he, does he, is he maybe a departure? Or do we, I mean, obviously we've got we're quite thin on the ground as it is. But are we, what I was going to say is, do we think maybe there might be a departure or two if we keep going, pressing ahead to try and sign players like we plan to? Sorry, so sorry. Just before you think, which you're afraid, I think the um, the five subs are going to play heavily this year because mm-hmm. he's pretty much he like you said at the beginning, Omar. He's heavily laden up the attacking midfield option, and I can see us fielding a strong attack midfield during the first half, and then potentially come the second half, we pretty much change it around and fucking full on attack again because that's going to be that's a scary opposite. You know, if you're you're coming up against pretty much fresh legs first and second half. Um, and go whether or not you'll only get away with it for five or six games, maybe, and then you'll have to change the tactics again. But I think that would be an interesting, um, an interesting observation for fans to see a, a full-on attack both halves. Shall I make a bet first? I make it. I make an assumption. George Savile plays left wing back in more than one game this season. 
There you go. There's my prediction. Two several players left wing back in more than one game this season. It's, it's a right thing to do. You know how we like to move players around. And we're saying if we're not sure if Rout gets into this, if um, Savile gets into the team. Or Honeyman maybe plays left wing back one game. I could just see... What, what, I don't what, think, think we would replace Malone. I mean, mm. or like, recruit for a backup to Malone. Murray Royce can play there, but I think Murray Royce is going to be the left side centre-half. I think in more than one game this season, we're going to see a midfielder play left wing back. <laughs> when you said that, Omar, I thought no chance. But then I thought back to last season, he played um, Mahoney uh, left wing back. He played Ojo a couple times left wing back. I'm thinking, what are you doing playing them left wing back, you know? Mm. So you're right. You know, if, any, if anything, I think probably George Savile would be more disciplined to do a job there than, than the other two I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's an option, but I just can see it happening. <laughs> and it's just an interesting thought. I think I think he likes the versatile options. Even when I read that article about the five at the back, and obviously you mentioned Joe, and obviously Kai about like evidence will play centre half as well. I think it's great to just have the options, and you know, I think if we've got twenty good players in the squad, then you can mix and match it around and build the team around that. And like he mm-hmm. says about the formation is not really important per se. There was even times in games where we're switching from a back five to a four when Malone becomes a winger as such and stuff like that. I think. It's important, I mean, Kai, obviously, like I said, there to have the versatile options and just kind of take games to teams in different ways, I suppose, as the game goes on. Yeah, definitely. I think Gary Rowett likes a versatile player, doesn't he? Like, if you look at the signings he's made, he's got Mason Bennett, obviously, Holly Burt last, you know, from, from January to the end of the season. I know it's probably, you know, we're still in talks with them. So, you know, could that one, that one could have hopefully, that hopefully develop as well. Um, but there's players that, a lot of players that he signs are quite versatile. I think he likes that. Um, it means that, you know, we're, we're you know, even though maybe we might look thin on the ground in certain area, you could easily put a player in there. I think with Evans, I think it'll be difficult to see. I think, you know, we might have to, we'll have to wait until see if we bring a centre-back in. I think if we don't, don't bring a centre-back in, he'll be needed for um, centre-back cover. But also Ryan Leonard can play there as well, can't he? And Ryan Leonard can also play at right wing-back if we need him to. So we've got a lot of players to to, to fill holes if we need them, fill gaps and, you know, if we do, you know, lose. But then, then again, you know, you mentioned Savile at left wing-back, but there was a, I can't remember how long it was ago, probably four or five weeks ago now, probably just after the end of the season, there was an article came out about Millwall being potentially interested in Nathan Byrne, wasn't there, from Derby, who can play both right and left. And if we were able to get him, then obviously you, that would be less need for any sort of versatility at the window. Then, then Omar's, Omar's better be out the window then, wouldn't it? If we well, get I him. think there's, there's more coming because even Gary on his interview today in Ireland when um, he was discussing how it's going in Ireland, he turned around and said, you know, pretty much at the end of the interview, uh, it's not over yet. We've got a few more coming as such. Do you know what I mean? So it would be interesting Who's the to see Gary Rowett. Did he? Okay. he? He also added as well, which I quite like watching that on the recast thing there, that um, the players are, are buzzing, he said, you know, in Ireland at the moment. And every time I see a new player arrive, they get even more and more, it kind of lifts the team even more, the morale's even, even higher. And when you when he talks about bringing you know potentially bringing more players in as well, you just think so. Jesus, the morale and that and that and that squad and how happy they are and how how much looking forward to uh, the new season. I just I just hope that we're not set ourselves up for a massive fall here. You know, we're going to be a massive anti climax and we're not going to get you know, end up lose our first three games. You know, I don't know. I like that tweet I put in a group earlier from that fella. That was just yeah. that was probably the best best tweet ever. So yeah. did you read it out? Yeah, 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 I can do, I suppose. You can't um, refer to it in the podcast and not read it out, mate. Come on. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I can't leave you all just the tweet, the tweet, Shut up, you fucking paragon. <laughs> right, the, 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 right um, it's from Gary um, Achilles84, and it says, do you think Jed's seen what's going on at Millwall and asked when West Brom if he's still within his 14-day cooling-off period? I think that has, to be, that has to be quite a year so far, doesn't it? That, that's just that's just fucking. What, what must he be thinking? What must he be thinking? I mean, I'm sure on one on one hand he's he's happy for us. He must be, you know. Um, but on the other hand, he's thinking, Jesus, if they go up and, and West Brom don't, he's going to look pretty pretty bad, isn't he? Be, being, you know, we've finished below us for that for that for that matter, you know. So I think um, it's an interesting one. It is an interesting one, but I think. When I think more about that scenario of when he left us, I think he just wanted a new challenge as well a little bit, I think. Well, it was in total seven different seasons for Millwall. I was looking at it earlier because I was, was guesting it? on the West Brom podcast. He had two seasons, yeah. half seasons on loan, and then five mm. seasons of full-time player. And, you know, that is like, it does, it's a long time. And you kind of don't pr- appreciate what I suppose until you think about it. But it's a long time for a one-player to stay at a football club, isn't it? And, and, and he's still, it, not, still not a Millwall legend, is he, Mickey? 
No, he did say he was a bit pissed. <laughs> he did. He did say that he was a bit pissed off as well that Kai blocked him too. So. <laughs> Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On August 25th. I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that's ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. <laughs> I was gonna say, actually, going back to the other point about um, players. What about you blocking me? Oh, God, Vicky, I didn't mean to. (laughs) 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 Um, I was going to say to you, going back to that other point about um, players and like the morale and stuff, I think that it works both ways. Obviously, the players are buzzing with new signings, but also the other, uh, it goes both ways. The more players we bring in and the more exciting it looks, the more of a better prospects it looks for players coming in as well. So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like players that we're looking at now, they'll be more intrigued and more, you know, interested to come to Millwall than they would have been, say, three, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago because they're seeing these good players come in the door and it looks like more and more likely if they come on a permanent deal, you know, if we do well this year, they've got a chance of playing, you know, being the playoffs or that they'll just... And the more and more players we sign that are quality like we have signed already, you know... It's going also, to the Prem teams. Also, Prem teams will want first... You know, once their players have first yeah. first place football, it makes it more interesting to go, actually, there's a team there who can possibly you know, make a challenge and it'll be good for our guy to have a challenge. So, yeah, if we if we get, you know, that Charlie from Leeds, then again, it's another great player. What, you know, four days ago, um, as per Omar's post, we wouldn't have fucking thought about it, would we? We'll talk more on speculation on transfers in a second because there's one more player we need to talk about and he's returned oh, for his first spell yeah. then. Uh, Benicophobia, this time on a permanent transfer, albeit a one-year deal. Go on, Kai, you're buzzing. Tell me Benicophobia's back. How do you feel about that, mate? Oh, absolutely, yes. I think buzzing is the is the word. I think last season when he first signed, I think, you know, on loan, I think he was sort of, you know, because he hadn't played a lot of football because he'd been injured in Turkey. I almost felt like you take a bit of time to get up to speed. I think the first half of the season, maybe he even admitted in his club interview today that he wasn't actually as happy as as he, you know, he would, would have liked to be in the first half of the season. Half of the season. He didn't really feel like he played very well. Um and he felt like it took a bit, a bit of time for the, the, his teammates to have an understanding of how he plays and vice versa. But that second half of the season, I think Mickey did it to the other day, actually. I think from probably Palace onwards, you know, Palace sort of, you know, that, that sort of January spell onwards, he was, he was mustard, wasn't he? Like, he was, he's making runs, he was scoring goals, um, and he was a real talisman for us. He scored, I think, 13 goals in all competitions, 12 in the Championship. And he was probably injured for 10 to 12 matches, wasn't he, in total? 
same as Bradshaw. So you just have to think if he was available for the other 10 to 12 matches, had he might have gone on to score 16, 17 goals, which is very much a well-respected um, goal tally. But also, I was watching the highlights of uh, Bennett's goals on yes, yesterday. Someone made a video, a really good video on YouTube. And it's not often that you watch a video of Millwall's goal, Millwall's striker in a season, and it's over three minutes long. Mm, it's true. And so, I think also he got he got 12 in 38 league games, I think it was. So you're right. Like yeah. He could have probably finished on 15, 16 uh, championship goals. I mean, Joe, like, the thing is with Benick, it's like, it, it makes us happy because we've got a goal scorer and we know he can score goals at this level. It's not like a an inspired sign-in. We just know what he can do. And maybe that's kind of what we need at the moment to try and make sure we know if he's fit, he's going to score 10 to 15 goals this season. And that's kind of the security maybe we need when we're bringing the likes of Fleming in to kind of try and find their feet in the side. We know that Benicophobe is up there to do a job. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's tried and tested, isn't he? So he's um, he's had a good season with us. Um, as Kai said, the second half season was probably better than the first half. Um, and I agree with, with what Kai said. I looked at that um, highlights reel. I'm not sure who did it. Was it JP again or something, maybe? But no, it's he, something like that. It was, it was really good. And it actually reminded me of actually how good he was and yeah. the goals he scored and how good the goals were and how important they were. And even the assist he made. I mean, you mentioned there, Omar, about how effective he's been for us, but also what he did for the rest of the team, how he made Bradshaw play better and, and, and create lots of chance for Bradshaw to score goals as well. Um, you know, and incidentally, the relationship those two have is fantastic. I mean, I always knew they kind of got on really well. Um, we talked about last, last season, but then you watch um, the videos online today, you know, about them two meeting each other uh, the uh, Ireland, you know, in, in the training ground there, and uh, apparently, uh, uh, Bennett so he, he turned up at the ground. The first person he saw was Bradshaw. And apparently, Bradshaw come running over to him with his arms open and sort of jumped to him. He was so happy to see him. Yeah, and uh, that, I mean, you know, it, it's lovely to sort of see that kind of bond between the players, and, and they have that kind of chemistry, and they get on really well. And it sounds like they get on really well, not just on off the pitch, but on the pitch as well. So. Yeah, I'm I'm happy, and um, and I think it's it's a great signing for us. It's a good move for for Bennett. The fans seem to really warm towards him last season. You know, the very one of very very few players to get his own chant, his own song, albeit it's a very very basic one. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think it's a good move, and I, I I can see how he can be a big big player for us again this season, especially with the the players that will be playing behind him, creating chances from score goals. Definitely. I think, uh, Mickey, they called him, I think Phoebe referred to it as York and Cole and the, the players are joking about it amongst each other. Maybe, Mickey, instead it's um, Kaz and Sheridan, mate, up front. Is this like, you know, could say, like, it could be a blossoming partnership this year to go into for Millwall fans to look up for? Absolutely. Well, don't forget as well, don't forget last season as well that, you know, Bradshaw was injured for a bit of it, wasn't he? So, you know, have these two on fire potentially for all season could be fucking dynamite. Um, they could be the missing goals with Fleming and Honeyman. Um, you're looking... You know, potentially we've got players what can score goals now, um, rather than keep banking on uh, the man who can't be named. So yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting times ahead, um, uh, and yeah, it's exciting. It's nice to go. I'll tell you what, it's nice. It's nice to go into a pre-season, and obviously we're going to see him. We're going to see the team when we go to Dartford shortly. But I think it's nice to see a pre-season where. It's just full of positivity. There isn't, I don't think there's going to be any negativity. It's all about the positivity. We're going in to see and the players what are there and it's, you know, great new signings. Four days ago, it's doom and gloom. You know, everyone within the board was a cunt. Fucking this was a cunt. That was a cunt. Everyone, everyone, we fucking hated everyone. And now all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's some screwed business there. Do you know what I mean? Realistically, they, you know, I would never have thought we would have been able to attract a player like Fleming. I don't think we would have ever really been able to attract a player like Honeyman, really. But all of a sudden, you know, Jed's, Jed's walking out the door, the man who can't be named walking out the door, and our world's turned upside down. And all of a sudden now, it's literally, like we said before, which probably would be the name of this show now, is Jed Hoop. <laughs> well, I, I'm, not, I'm not speaking too soon, right? If we lose the first five games of the season, which I hope we bloody don't, we'll be mm. thinking about Jed Wallace. Let, let's wait till the season starts to be yeah. sure and over about him. But I think if you remember what I said at the end of the show last week, Mickey, I just said, please, Millwall, sign some players. Just give us some hope. And that's exactly what it's yeah. done. Like, yeah, it was doom and gloom, but it was more so we've got to be signing some people, but who is it going to be? And it's like, that's all we wanted, just some signings just to get us kind of motivated and going. And I think also with the two signings, they both played 
more than 90% of their league, uh, their uh, club's games last season. These are players that are in form, yeah. playing for their yeah. side and yeah. a big part in their teams. So yeah. there's not many players there that they're, you know, we're not picking players up that are bit parts of other clubs. We're picking players up that are prominent in their sides. And that's like, obviously, I think that's like Wright said last week when he came back to the training ground, we want the team's best players. And it is yeah. starting to show that way. And it's nice, refreshing angle to go down, isn't it? So, Let's see what happens. I mean, no, should we talk a bit about speculation? Oh, go on, Joe, sorry. I just said, that's what you're saying there. But you, you're completely 100% right, Omar. But I think what it also does, it lifts the profile of the squad and the club. Because mm-hmm. when you bring in someone like Fleming, and then you've got Honeyman that wants to play for Millwall and, and turn down an offer at a hole, what, what, what that's doing is it's, it's increasing the, um, the profile of the, uh, of, 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 the, of the team. And then when you're, when you're a player looking... To, to find a new club for next season. You've seen a phobie wanting to go back to Millwall. You're looking at Fleming, you know, Honeyman, a few other players. What, what it does is encourages other players to go down to Millwall because everyone's saying, bloody hell, what's going on at Millwall at the moment? They're signing some, some decent players. They're, they're getting a real push to try and go up to the Premier League this season. I want to be a part of that. And I think that's only going to help us uh, in attracting more players going forward. And um, it's, it's a good thing. You know, let, let's let's see what happens in the next next couple of weeks. But I can definitely see some... some uh, Good players coming through. I'm looking at the uh, the comments coming through on the uh, the chat group, <laughs> guys. The, uh, Do you want to see an exclusive, by the way? I think Kai yes. and Mickey just need a little loving affair together and just make up and you know, right. be friends again. So I tell you, it was nice. What it was nice. What was his name? A phobia said about Bradshaw when he runs to him in the uh, yeah you know, in the press room already, that. yeah. That's that's exactly how I greet um, Omar every Thursday night for football. Do you know what I mean? I run across the car park to him. Then he gets his elbow out. Listen, we're the only podcast for this. Do you want to see an exclusive? Tell us. 1885 clothing. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it, I'll put it here, here we go. Here he is. Nice. If you're listening on audio, you need to go over to YouTube and check this out right now. But there we go. How do you describe it, Omar? How do I describe 1885? We've got the 1885 uh, wording, but in the middle between the two H, you've got a nice majestic lion there in a life form. There you go. Very nice. It's nice quality as well. Um, There you go. Omar, there is one here for you and a T-shirt. I've got a polo neck as well, but it's nice quality. It feels nice. Nice and warm. And, um, yeah, get in touch on Instagram or uh, get in touch with us and we'll put you in touch with them. But they are um, they are selling out fast, so if you do want some, then uh, get in touch quick. But, yeah, there you go. Look, one more. If you're on the thingy, I'm now going to put it on. So uh, Nice yeah, to see Mickey in a, in, a, oh. in a dark blue hoodie rather than a claret one, eh, Omar? There you go. That's it, right? <laughs> well, I'll, see, I'll see how it is tonight, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah um, should we talk a bit about speculation and more transfers? Uh, we've had yes, two yes, names arise today, if I'm not mistaken. Well, three technically, but two from legitimate sources, as Kai liked to say earlier. Um, Charlie Cresswell, Kai, the first name that's arisen, uh, a 19-year-old lead centre-half, I think really highly thought of by Bielsa at the time, and I mentioned in our chat earlier today. Um, and also, a lot of Leeds fans quite shocked to see of all clubs he's been linked with and coming to, it could be Millwall. So, what do you reckon of Charlie Cresswell, Kai? And obviously, we're missing out on Ballard by looks of things, which you, I'm sure you'll touch on in a second. But it could be a good signing, obviously, for Aloni from the Premier League. No, I think I think you're right. I think, you know, I saw your comment earlier about Bielsa. Um, had a little look into it. I tried to search it up, sort of thing. And it, it did seem that Bielsa really liked him. And that, that you know, what, what can you say? I mean, obviously, Bielsa was a Leeds coach and he was... He, you know, as Millwall fans, we didn't like him. But we, well, we, 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 we knew him with his binoculars, didn't we, at the training ground? Yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but, but he was, whatever you have to say about him, he, he was a good coach. He's, a you know, he's well-respected in football. And for him to like Charlie Cresswell so much and for him to rate him, you know, he must be a good player. I've seen some highlight reels. Obviously, you can't always judge of highlight reels. It's difficult to tell. Um, but it looks like you, you sort of players going to step out from the back. Um, reminds me a little bit of Rob Dickey from QPR. Mm-hmm. Good shot. Uh, in the way that he, he you know picks the ball up and drives with it, uh, but also wins it, and I think that's important. And you know, even I think that's quite similar to what Daniel Ballard was trying to do. Maybe couldn't quite use it as effectively. But, you know, don't don't get me wrong. Ballard's going gutted. Ballard's not going to be coming back most likely. Um, real shame. I'd love to have him back. But this this kid looks looks really good. And you know, I think as an alternative to Ballard, it'll be. I think it'll be like as a really really good sign. And so I'm I'm buzzing with that as well. 
You know when I say Kai um, that he, he's Bielsa likes him. I'm not making it up out of thin air. I'm actually it's all in it. No, 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 I just, I just wanted to see what Bielsa said. Right, about you fact check it to be sure, but I do, I do actually. You no, know, I feel like I know what I'm talking about sometimes. No, 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 you do, you do, you do. <laughs> I, 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 wasn't you. I was just I just wanted to see what exactly what I, I, I did. Kai, Kai bites in the hand that feeds him. Block one, piss the other one off. Anyway. Joe, thanks very much for your live audition tape. Looks like you've got the job because you come up with more fucking transfer knowledge than Kai does on the group chat as well. You know what I mean? But anyway, oh, I was going to come to you next, Joe, anyway. Um, I yeah. guess we could talk on Charlie Festival a bit more, but I mean, more so, we've also been linked with Pape Habib Gay, um, a bit of an unknown name, but a player was linked with in January who also has an agent we're familiar with. So, I mean, would you make of that? Obviously, another striker would be linked with as well there, pal. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know much about him. Um, he's something you, you mentioned to us, didn't you, on, on our uh, WhatsApp group earlier. Um, I mean, great. I mean, the, the intent that there, we're looking at another attacking player is fantastic. I mean, you you add that to potentially, you know, Ollie Burke that's going to be coming in. You've got um, Tyler Bury still available, you know, to play. Um, Bradshaw, Afobi, and then this chap as well. That's, that's five attacking players. Mason you know. Bennett as well, mate. Mason Bennett as well. I mean, geez, we haven't mentioned yeah. Mason Bennett yet. Number I mean, just 20. shows you. Sorry? Number 20. Just like to point that out. Number 20. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, Mason yeah, Bennett off as well. Bennett, <laughs> Bennett had a number 10 shirt for about two days, didn't he? Yeah, he give it up and give it to, uh, to Fleming. Uh, Paul Lass, he's got back, back to 20. But yeah, I mean, just, again, just shows you the. The, the, the strength and depth we've got in our squad now in, in all areas, you know, in midfield, in, in attackers, which is which is fantastic. But going back to what Kai said, I I, I love this this young lad, uh, Chai Crespo. I think he's definitely one for the future. He's only 19 years of age, six foot three. He's a, he's a unit, both footed, left foot, right foot, can play, can drive for the ball. Um, and as disappointing as it would be to not get Ballard for next season, which I think it doesn't know it's going to happen for the sounds of it. Um, this guy more than makes up for it. I think he, the fans were, were really warm to him. Um, I think he's a he's a Ballard type player, but probably a better version of Ballard. Um, and he gives a lot more, you know, on the ball. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting what what um, happens. But let's let's hope fingers crossed we can get him. I think also if we if he has a poor game, we all know we're going straight to the Leeds affiliation now, I suppose. But it, it, hopefully he hits, <laughs> hits the ground running anyway. Uh, Mickey, yeah. I think um, we're trying to. I think is there any more speculation or any more rumours? Maybe you want to share with us, Mickey, because I feel like you've been kind of in our chats. You know, with your you've been suggesting there's things in the pipelines. Anything else you want to kind of reveal on the show, mate? I'll put you on the spot a little bit there, but no, I think you... I think we've I think Ballard's definitely out. Sunderland's going to get Ballard. We know that. I think they want to let the they. They want to buy him, and I think we tried to loan him, which I don't think we'll get. Um, no, I think most of them have already been out and aired, and we I don't I don't think we've done. And to be fair, most of the most of the rumours and whatnot have been quite solid this year, so not too bad. I'm also really happy that the shirts we had done by the concept designer, who unfortunately I'm not going to mention because I've agreed not to mention, but you know who you are if you're listening. Um, I think we've done all right in a home shirt. We were we were pretty fucking we were pretty close, so. Um, yeah, I just hope that the away shirts we're just as close, but yeah, I've, 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 I think we were pretty close. So yeah, I'm happy with that. Go on, Joe. What do you want to say? I just just to um, to add on, on on the Ballard thing. I mean, you know, everything's very positive the last sort of few days, and you know, every more fan I'm sure would be very very pleased with what what we what we're doing. Um, if there's anyone there sort of being negative about Ballard or Mill not showing their intent to try and sign him or try and make a real push for it, because I have read a few things online. Um, what they've got to realise as well, what goes on behind behind the scenes. Now, Mill only know too well of his injury problems last season. Um, even though he was back, he wasn't quite fully fit. I think he was struggling quite a bit in, in games. He fell in a medical over at Burnley. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. We we were looking to sign him, but it sounded like we didn't want to sign him on a perm. We wanted to kind of get him on loan for a year with a view to a perm. That only can mean one thing, that we wanted to see how is he going to play how's it going to be this season is he going to be suffering with injuries still or is he going to come through that and be okay and then make um the, the purchase so i think it's a good bit of business there from from millwall yeah they, they, they see he's a player there's no doubt about that but when you've got someone like charlie cresswell in in, in the background potentially coming in and not having a financial burden to spend money on ballard and then come come sort of short change at the end of it by him getting injured all the time 
Um, again, once again, you've got to take your hat off to Milne, and I think they're doing the right the right thing there. The only other person we're looking at still, they're still interesting, is um is Lewis Ferguson from Aberdeen. But again, I think what what's being held up there to a degree, I think we pretty much still bang on him, but I think they're after a couple of other targets potentially first. And if we can't get them, then I think the deal for Lewis is there. Um, just so just it, be interesting. Mickey, on Lewis Ferguson, he's a central midfield player, isn't he? So yeah, I think he's again, I think he, I think it's get, another midfielder, but yeah. He's another, another midfield player. So he'll be playing again in, in that position where you've got Savile, you've got Mitchell, um which Honeyman. goes back to this. I think it goes back to this five substitute rule. I think yeah. what really Gary's can. looking at is pretty much we're player strong team, but I have enough in that middle. And, yeah. and striking option to just go, which is good, which means we're going to stick with a back four, back five, and we've got that sorted. Mm. But we just need a more attacking presence compared and to also, last year, which is right. Also, to add to that, Mickey, I think also it's not just one thing having five substitutes to come on, which is fantastic for us, but it's also changing the formation. We can go four, three, three, mm. and bring in three reputable, you know, central midfielders that will do a fantastic job for us. You can then bring in Honeyman and put him in a position and, you know, and, and create, you know, bring Burke off and play, play him on the right hand side and play a 4-3-3 three, three with, with Burke on the wing or Bury on the wing and change the whole formation and system by just moving two or three players about. So I think... Burke isn't, yeah, Burke isn't confirmed yet, by the way, but yeah. No, it's, it's not, but it, it, we, we all we all seen that it's, it's, it's looking like... It's, it's nearly there, I think. I think there's just the team's... Agreeing over a fee, I'll probably get a yeah. phone call in the morning telling me fucking stop putting stuff. <laughs> but uh, it's it's exciting, you know, and um, I'm quite pleased with how things are going. I think Rowett's obviously planning for next season. He's looking at substitutes. We're looking at the five uh, substitutes and how we can kind of change formations and bring players in. And um, yeah, it's, it's 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 great, isn't it? Really, it's exciting. I mean, I personally, I personally think. Um, I don't know if we'd go in for Ferguson now. Can we shift two and a half million pounds after spending some money already? The cynic in me says probably not. But unless is, we, move, we move poor players out, but I mean, I mean, what I said, you see, I don't see us like spending two and a half million pounds after no, breaking our contract no, no. What what I said to Kyle is that you know you're going to look at these transfer fees as bullshit figures because yeah they might be X Y Z, but the, the chances are we haven't just written a check. For two, you know, from uh, 1.7 million and giving it to them, this is going to be tied up over a little while. This is going to be, you know, different bits and all that. And you know, are we looking at these younger players as a potential investment? You know, Fleming, we're probably looking at an investment. We put 1.7. Hopefully, if he does well with us for a couple of seasons, we can potentially sell him on for maybe five, 10, 15 million if he's as good as he is. Potentially, you know, the higher end. And again, with you know, is is Fleming? you know, potentially there. I mean, I could say Fleming wanting to come because of Murray, you know, we've Ferguson. found Murray. Uh, Ferguson with, oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, Ferguson, we've um, Murray Wallace here. And if we get Charlie, again, you know, that's, you know, Scottish teammates and all that lot. It'll be good um, yeah. if we do the intents there. But I agree with you. I think, you know, if we're looking at what, 2.3, 2.4 million, allegedly the biddies room, it, it, it's a massive investment in, but it's whether or not they're looking at the investment for the longer term and can they develop him and potentially turn that two and a half million into five, six, seven million a bit later down the line. Roll on Dartford away, eh, guys? Who would have said that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm buzzing to come back. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be good, right? Yeah. I think it's 20, 22, 23 season. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be great for us as a pod. I think we've got loads coming up for us. Um, I think the team is getting exciting. Uh, I think we've slowly but surely built a great team around us and there's more members joining us shortly. So, yeah, I think it's good. We've, we've got some good knowledge and people now getting in touch wanting to get involved. So, um, yeah, I think it's exciting times ahead. So, yeah, if, you, if you're not following us yet on YouTube, get over there and subscribe. Come on. Do it. <laughs> Kai, any last words you want to say, mate, before we wrap up today's show? Oh, I'm no, sorry, Mickey, I won't block you again. <laughs> yeah, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, mate. He's not going to let that go, is he? I've got a big one here. Uh, no, I know you have. You've one nil. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I was going to say to you, uh, the, I think you know, I think the next, I think, what, Woody Brown said the other day that uh, the next seven to ten days, I'm not actually sure when that interview was conducted, but I know it was out on Monday morning. It could have, could have well been done on Friday. 
Um, but you know, he said the next seven to ten days, we're looking to hopefully sort of round it up, sort of thing, which we should be where our squad, you know, like our, like our squad should look like. So hopefully we can get another couple, no, you know, two to three more in, um, and see what the squad looks like. Then it's hopefully going to be an exciting, exciting what, four or five days, maybe six days for us. So yeah, roll on, let's keep going. That's it. Keep pressing the pedal, Mill. Just keep giving us optimism because. You know, if we keep doing this, Joe, I mean, we're going to be kind of going through the ceiling at this rate, ain't we, if we keep signing players? I know. And, and hats off, you know, to JB and and, um, and Gary Rabbit. You know, um, I think you guys mentioned it in the last show. I think he must have got to a crossroads. I'm pretty sure where, where Rabbit must have sort of said to him, always gave him an ultimatum. So, look, I'm going to go because I can't take this, this team, this club any further. Have you backed me with, with cash and, and let me buy some players and, and give, it a real, give it a real go here or I'm, I'm off? And that, that could be the only reason for it. And um, going back a few few months, um, I remember Rowett was saying towards the end of the season about how this summer's going to be a big summer in the transfer window. And he wasn't lying, was he? You know, he was absolutely spot on with that. And um, yeah, yeah, hats off to them. You know, well done. They're, they're, they're doing what, what we've asked them to do. Let's just hope that these players can play for us, can make a difference, which I'm sure they can, but let's wait and see what happens. And Hopefully we'll be be on some good things this season. Do you know what I like? I like that at the weekend, the Facebook massive were in fucking meltdown. Row it out, row it's a cunt, row it this, blah 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 blah. blah. And now all of a sudden, it's a fucking three hundred and sixty degree, and they're all on a love fest. And I just think you know. It's it, it's highly amusing, but hey ho, it, it is what it is. Just one thing I want to clear up though, you know, because obviously we fact check and everything else. There was another fan channel who basically said that Burke was in Ireland. Well, according to our sources, um, Burke isn't in Ireland. He's in the Isle of Dogs, but that's not <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Kai, he's not in Ireland, is he? I don't believe so, no. No. You never know, though, do you? You could be there now. I mean, you, know, the thing, you never you know, know because that you know it's, it's difficult to sometimes, like you know, work these things out. But I don't believe he's in Ireland. He's, sit, he's sitting in his hotel room on, on Docklands by the telephone, waiting for the uh, the, the call to happen. Now, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's why. I, I think they're still trying to work. They're still trying to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the rumor is is that basically everything's agreed. Personal terms, all of that looks agreed. It's just now between Sheffield and Millwall to agree a fee. Once that's agreed, and there's no coincidence, is there, that he's fucking sat right next to Docklands mm. in a in an apartment or a hotel. I think it probably more of an apartment, to be fair. He's sitting over there ready to jump in a cab straight to City Airport, straight over to Ireland. So th- there's a lot of things what balance up there, but hey-ho, it, it, it is what it is. Just Quick, quick question to you guys. Would you be happy to see Burke sign on a perm after what you've seen of him last season? Absolutely. I mean, depends give, on the price. what we've got at the moment. Yeah. Is that a price, I think it? we need that kind of option, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. And there's a big fucking ladder with some speed. He did give us that, that, that kind of pace, didn't he, up front? He looked electric. You know, I, I thought I would love to see him come, you know, to, whether he'd whether be a star or not, who knows? But he certainly gives us something. He's an impact player, if anything, isn't he? You know? Yeah, yeah that's and really Fleming, doesn't he? With Fleming as well, with him bouncing yeah. Well, Fleming, Fleming oh, works really well with, with fast players, doesn't he? He, yeah. he likes with the quick players in front of him to play these through balls and use stretch, you know, the opposition's defences. And, and having someone like Bennett and Burke, you know, players like that in front of him who can kind of put balls into, um, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a nice, nice, nice sort of, you know, piece of the jigsaw, you like to think, to kind of complement what, what um, Fleming can do for us. Definitely. Exactly, exactly. One last well, thing for me, and then we're going, are we? Last thing from you. You got another thing to say. I mean, Jesus, is this what's going on here? <laughs> just, one more, isn't it? Yeah, shut up. Another thing. Shut up. Just one more thing. One more thing. Just one more thing for me, yeah, because the others are really possible. Uh Mill Museum uh, have now come onto Twitter. So if you want to follow them, look at my personal account. And you'll see that the pinned uh, tweet is there. So, uh, so yeah, just give them a follow. They're, they've only got a few follow. Give them all love and uh, we'll go from there. I'll bring the dickheads back now. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to um, the Millwall Mickey Ego Show. Um, and, <laughs> and, 
we will be back next week with another show. We enjoy doing these, obviously, and we're hopefully we're just as positive about it next week. And hopefully, some more transfers to talk about. But Joe, thanks for coming on as always, mate. It's my pleasure. Absolutely loved it. I mean, um, obviously, always like coming on with, with you guys, but this is one show that I was really looking forward to the last sort of few days because I knew how um, how good it would be. And uh, yeah, bring on next, next season. Let's go. That's it. Bring on the away days. Bring on everything. Let's go. Kyle, thanks for coming on as always, mate. Thank you very much. Well done, Millwall. Let's hopefully we can sign some more players. That's it. Pedal to the metal, as they say, Mickey. Keep going, right? Absolutely. But only onwards and upwards. So, yeah. Onwards and upwards. Cheers, guys. See you later on. Oh, Mickey, you got to end it. I can't end it. Oh. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. <laughs> Hmm, no. You know, we really lost our stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to monday.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.